I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I saw a video from practice today. They broke their huddle by saying grind. Could be completely coincidental. <laughs> I thought it was a great troll if that was on purpose. Who broke their huddle? Jacksonville or Tennessee? Jacksonville broke their practice Listen, huddle. That's a one, two, three, grind. The coach is apologizing and they're gut laughing. Drew, is I mean, there I, any chance, is there any chance in the world that you think this could potentially be like, that that could be a trap? That everyone's going to be thinking that and that I the Jaguars care, might Drew. actually cover against a Tennessee defense that isn't that good? No, 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 no. It's, it's the most not. public side. It's the most public side that I'll be on all year. I don't care. <laughs> like, that Jacksonville <laughs> okay, team is going to quit. They're going to quit. Who you betting on? Always on black, bad stats in the pocket, whole squad, fast tag. Send the bookie, tell them, bring it from the bag. No, we coming for the bag. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookston. We are the West Coast Gamblers, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network and the only gambling show that makes you money. And it is week five of the NFL season. Week five of the NFL season. And today's show, the Thursday show, you know how it goes. We start off with the Thursday lean. We have the Sunday night lock. And then we play King of the Coast, where each of the hosts here give out five bets for the Sunday slate. At three sides, a teaser, and a total. Five bets for the Sunday slate. And actually... Because we have a game not playing in America this week, a game that's going to wake you up at 6 a.m. on the West Coast to watch it and find it somewhere on NFL Network, we have a London game uh, special segment as well from our friends across the pond. But first, I got to give quarter marks and quarter marks applause to the man we call Schaefer the Sharp. Because I preface this in our Tuesday show, but this man right now, he might sound like he's coming out of a swamp in the middle of Mississippi, but that doesn't mean he's not one of the best gamblers I know. He is 19-10 and 10 on this show at the quarter mark. Schaefer the Sharp, take a bow. Let's get ready to get to work. Ooh, pretty good. Uh, thank you, fellas. Yes, I am under the weather, as you can hear, but podcasting must go on. Yes. The grind never stops. And yep. I'd like to say, Tony... Uh, a little, a little, you know, kind of a, a, a 500 start in the Westgate. I am 10 and 10, but as you know, Circa, my son Colt, who I may have a slight influence on his picks, we are 14 and six at the quarter pole. Pretty good start. He probably has a slight influence on you being under the weather. Dangles, you're not doing as well, <laughs> but you're not exactly like off of it. You're no. only 13 and 15 thus far onto the year, and you're doing well some places, not well other places. You're four and two on props yes. that we've given out on the show. You're 0 and four in teasers. I know you have yeah. some things you want to tinker with to get back on the winning side. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I you know, look, you want to break even, right? That's the that's the, yeah. the at worst as a better, you want to break even. So 13 and 15. 
15, a couple games under 500 for the quarter mark. I'll take that. There's time to improve. There's time to get better. I'm, I'm trying to internalize things I'm learning on a weekly basis. And that's that's part of it as somebody who didn't grow up betting like the two of you did, you know, who's gotten into it later in life. And, and that's, you know, part of what we're trying to do here on the West Coast Gamblers is betting should be accessible for everybody uh, and should be fun for everyone. It should be easy for people to understand. Um, and you don't want to feel excluded from it, right? You don't want to feel like, yeah. oh, I can't get into that because there's money to be made and there's fun to be had and you can learn along the way. As for myself, I'm giving myself a solid B minus. I'm 15 and 13 as a total, but I've done well in places and really poorly in other places. Feeling good about player prop land. I'm four and one in player yeah. prop land. Totals though, every time I've taken an over, I've lost so far on the season. Ooh. So we're gonna gonna tweak a little Wait, bit. Tony go. Squares is losing <laughs> all of his totals. What is happening, guys? I would venture to say the combination of Tony's overs and Dangles laying favorites and the combination of those teasers. I think we just got to tweak a little things in the quarter two. Little things. I'm just saying, unders, unders and dogs, baby. Little but hey, things. if you've hungry, got advice, feel free to eat. feel free to dish it out. I'm a I'm a big boy. I can take it. I want to get better, so I'm I'm always looking right. to learn from Professor Shaper. Sh- Shaper. Well, Shaper. I'll, I'll, I'll I'm gonna grade your be, teaser today. I'm gonna grade your teaser. I'll I d- speaking that. of teasers, Drew is four and zero in his teasers given out on this show. We do give out a teaser every week that's coming in the King of the Coast section, but now it is time for the Thursday lean, and we've. I mean, this is going to be a great Thursday oh, game. Yeah. They've We had a bad Thursday slate the first few weeks, but now we have a primetime matchup ready for Thursday night. It kind of stinks that this game is on a shortened week. You'd like to see a full rest for both of these sides going at each other. That crappy game they sent over to London, don't you worry. But, <laughs> Dangles, I'm yep. going to go to you. It's time to break down these Thursday leans. What do we have for Thursday night football? Fellas, do you want to maybe go on a little road trip? Because it's not that far. It's not that far, and it's a pretty easy drive. It's only 18 hours, and it's all the five. Easy. It's all the five freeway, literally from here to Lumen Field in Seattle, Washington. It's just 18 hours of the five freeway. That's where we will be Thursday night, October 7th, 5:20 uh, p.m. on the West Coast, 8:20 on the West Coast. The Los Angeles Rams uh, head to Seattle to take on division rival uh, the Seahawks. The spread right now is two and a half points. Uh, and the total is 54 and a half. Now, there is a massive amount of public money right now, according to PFF Greenline, uh, cash and tickets on the Rams uh, spread and money line. It's a little yep. more even on the total, but the vast majority of the public money is going to uh, the Rams right now, which I, I thought was interesting going into this game because a lot of the simulations and and such that I was reading coming into this had Seattle winning by two or three points. So, and Seattle plays really, really well at home in front of the 12. So this is going to be, I mean, this is always a fun game, uh, but this is especially is going to be a good one this year. Seattle has been up and down all season. I still don't really know what team that is. And then the Rams, they just got their butts whipped against Arizona at home. They're going to want to be able to, I mean, you can't go down two, two straight games in this division and hope to win said division. I will say in our history on this show, so far this season. Each of us have a losing record when betting on the Rams. Each of us have a losing record when betting on the Seahawks. So we're trying to turn things around here. Trying to turn things around here. Dangles, I'm going to you first. My man, you're 3-1 and one on Thursday night bets so far on this show. What's your Thursday night lean? All right, my Thursday night lean is Russ Wilson under 24 and a half completions at minus 125. Russ has yet to hit. Interesting. Yeah, Russ has yet to hit an over on his completions this year. And in his 18 career games against the Rams, he's only topped 24 and a half completions twice. 
The Rams are good in coverage. Jalen Ramsey's going to be on DK. I expect Darius Williams, who, you know, he's not a slow, he's no DK Metcalf, but he's not a slow poke. He ran a 4-4-40 at the combine. Um, he's going to be covering Lockett uh, on, on or I'm sorry, Ty Lockett on the other side. Uh, so I do think there's a good matchup there at the wide receiver cornerback positions. Um, and look, you do always have to account for Russ Wilson King making a, a, a David Moore or a Freddie Swan. And David Moore is not with the team anymore, but like he has that ability to like pull this wide receiver four or five off the bench and, and give him a hundred yard game. Um, but I, I like this matchup for the Rams defense. I, I think Russ, you know, this is going to be a game where they do try and run the ball. I think this is going to be close. So it's not just going to be heaving all the time. 24 and a half completions, as I said, in Russ's history is a lot for him. So I'm going under on Russ's completions, 24 and a half at minus 125. It's an interesting bet just because, uh, I, I mean, my bet on this game was going to be on a Chris Carson play because he's injured coming into this game. They're not using him as much. They have Alex Collins almost splitting carries with him right now, and his carries and receptions and yardage totals were just too high. I was going to pull a heavy Chris Dell and go under on Chris Carson. Mm-hmm. But as I spoke to Schaefer the Sharp before we recorded, Schaefer the Sharp, if a player does not play in said game that you have a player prop on them, what happens to your bet? This is no action. It's not a loss, not a win. You might as well just uh, wipe your bottom with it. I went for another player prop in this game because this Seattle defense is not good against the pass, and it's really not good against the deep ball. Now, the Rams have a bunch of threats when it comes to wide receivers. They have Van, uh, Russ, um, what's his name, Robert Woods. They got Cooper Cup. They have Deshaun Jackson every once in a while. But a man that's getting a lot of looks, a lot of targets, and a lot of snap counts is Van Jefferson. Now, Van Jefferson, nobody drafted him in your fantasy league, but he's actually really producing when he's out there for these Rams. And Seattle is 26th against deep balls. And who's the deep ball player when Deshaun Jackson isn't out there for the Rams? It's Van Jefferson. So I'm taking Van Jefferson to have his long reception over 20 and a half yards. His long reception over 20 and a half yards in this game. He's done it three out of the four games they've played so far this season. He's getting more snaps every game and more targets every game. I think this is a gimme. Van Jefferson over 20 and a half, his long reception. Schaefer the Sharp, where are you going for your Thursday lane? You know, it's funny, guys. In prepping for this, a lot of guys I respect uh, automatically penciled in uh, the Seahawks for that teaser play. You get that two and a half, you tease them up to eight and a half. And I got to admit, um, I'm not doing that. I, as I've, I've given uh, two uh, hints the last two weeks to put the Panthers and Bengals in a tease, respectively. They both came home. Um, but something doesn't feel right about this spot for the Seahawks. I think it's very evident. Looking back, uh, Dangles fell victim to it, taking the Rams. I fell victim to it, taking the Rams in the, in the uh, contest. I mean, it was so obvious it was going to be a flat spot for him coming yeah. off. Uh, coming off a big Bucks win and having the Seahawks on short rest playing the Cardinals team that really wanted revenge, as Chris Myers said, to kick their ass for eight straight times. So I don't want anything to do with this spread. Mm. Um, I don't want I don't want anything to do with the Seahawks teaser. Now that very that very well may come home. It's a good number, but I don't want anything to do with it. What did Hitman talk about when we had him on the show? He said you can really ge- you can really glean information from these coaches' press conference. Now, last week Matt Rule said I want to get Robbie Anderson involved, so I plugged him in some DFS. Now it didn't work out for me. He only had five receptions for forty six yards. However, he had eleven targets. Yep. What did McVeigh say after the Arizona game? He said we need to get Robert Woods more opportunities, and that starts with me. Everyone knows the Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford Breakfast Club. Cup's been, you know, the fantasy darling of this year, blah, blah, blah. I think this is Bobby Woods' game to break out. So my bet will be a player prop. I'm going to bet. And by the way, 
uh, w- along what you said, Tony, Seattle's defense, fourth most um, receiving yards uh, allowed in the NFL and also uh, giving up the seventh most receptions. I love this prop. I'm playing Bobby Woods over 60 and a half receiving yards. What about Bob? I love that bet. All right, yeah. we're all on yeah. the Rams receiving players. I got Van Jefferson. Drew has Bobbert Woods and Dangles. Russ under completions. It's a hell of a Thursday lean. A hell of a Thursday lean. I'm excited for that game. Finally, we get a good game. Finally, we get a good game. It's gonna be. It is gonna be fun. I was. I was looking. The only thing that scares me about my prop is Russ's all time as a Seahawk home record, fifty five and eighteen. For whatever that's worth. Also, also he's never he's never lost by more than a touchdown in prime time, which is impressive. But like I said, something I'm not sold in the Seahawks team at all. Uh, and I and think it's the Thursday Rams, too, man. Yeah. Wacky things happen on Thursday, as we've seen the past few weeks. But that's not the only weird game we're gonna have <laughs> on this slate. In fact, we have a game that's kicking off at 6.30 a.m. <laughs> I always wake up for these Are you games, gonna, I, was I always say, go, I'm why? thinking I might wake up for this why? game. I just, I don't know. Like, I mean, it's really a testament to whether or not football fans will actually watch anything fan. at all. <laughs> I'm a football fan, but we're not going to break down this game on the West Coast Gamblers. In fact, we kind of outsourced this game because we went to the experts. We're sending a game to London, so it's only right that this podcast gets some info from London. So to break down the London game, let us kick it over to our London brothers from across the pond, and that is coming up next. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Tally-ho, good chaps, it is time once again for the London Lolly. I am your host, uh, Bartholomew Lloyd Chestnut, and as always, I am tethered to the two Tim Tam Toms in tow, our resident purse snatcher Clifford the Keen Cornwallis, and of course, Sir Kenneth McDangelantonio, affectionately known as Sir Dangles. Now, As you may well know, we are the West End Gamblers, and today, those revolutionists from across the pond have sent over their finest export. Yes, we will be having pigskin on the pitch this weekend. Now, Sir Dangles, we are going to be giving some, uh, as you say, bets on these games so those American footballers can make some money in their tiny little estates while we live in the beautiful land of England. This accent is going nowhere, so I'll kick it over to Sir Dangles. What do we have on the match on Sunday? Well, gents, we've got a brilliant matchup coming up on Sunday. It's the New York Jets at the Atlanta Falcons, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. It's going to be a barn burner, as they say, in the States. The spread in this game, three points in favor of the Atlanta Falcons. The total, 46 points lots of public money the cash all on the new york jets 79 percent of cash on the new york jets 54 percent of tickets on the new york jets again this one at tottenham hotspur stadium wow the nfl really saved the great teams for us in this first london matchup of the season clifford the keen cornwallis you look uh, sweaty 
under that scarf. What do you have for this game? Oi, mates. Well, I'll tell you something right here. <laughs> Oi, mates. <clears throat> I'm a bit under the weather. I had too much kegs and eggs, uh, my, my, my good lads, my mates. However, I will say this. I'd rather shag myself than wager a buffalo nickel on this bloody game. However, Indeed. for the sake of the program, for the sake of the program, I will give out this. All you fucking wankers thinking the Jets are going to go in there and beat the Falcons, the, the birds of prey, are idiots, imbeciles. And I reckon, I reckon that this will not be correct. So the only thing I can, I can stand is a, I'm going to take the over and root for points back and forth, back and forth, points, 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 kick, kick, kick. I will take the over 46. Let me kick it to Sir Dangle. Yes, very good. Well, uh, I've got the first half under 23 points at minus 115. Between the travel, adjusting to a new time zone, playing in a strange stadium, this game is ripe for a slow start. The Falcons are averaging 10 points in the first half so far this year. The New York Jets have scored 10 points in the first half all season long. There is no way Oi. this game is going over 23 points in the first half. So I've got the first half under 23 points, minus 115. Or for those of you here in the UK, 1.87. Tally-ho, tally-ho indeed. Now, those Atlantia Falcons are quite the dirty birds, but I do not believe that their defense can stop Sir Zachariah Wilson and the New York football Jets in this game. I am also on the over, although I will not make it my bet. Instead, I will take the New York Jets to have over 2.5 touchdowns, as they say in America. 2.5 touchdowns in London at plus 120. Those are our bets for the London Lolly. Now back to the West Coast Gamblers. West, West, West Coast Gamblers. All right, a special thank you to our friends, the West End Gamblers, for their breakdown of the London game. But let's now talk about the best game of the week. It is time for the Sunday Night Locks. Dangles, what do we have on Sunday night? Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels. All right, that's going to be a really, really good one, too. We have the Buffalo Bills heading to Kansas City, to Arrowhead, to take on the Chiefs. It's going to be loud, it's going to be raucous, uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun. The Bills right now favored by three points, uh, and the total Kansas is— Kansas City I'm, is I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you're right. Kansas City is favored by three points, uh, and the total is 56.5 on this game, and a pretty even split as far as cash and tickets go. 44 cash to Buffalo, 56 to KC. A rematch of the AFC Championship, and I'm pumped to watch this game. Uh, Drew, I want to go to you first because you are shape for the sharp. You are uh, doing pretty well, 3-1 and one on Sunday Night Football, Sunday Night Locks. But you've been the biggest Bills fan on this show in the history of this show. Let's go to Dangles. Uh, you, my friend, are also 3-1 and one on Sunday Night Football Bets. You've done really well in these primetime game slots here on the show and gambling on these games. Where are you going for this Sunday Night Lock? 
Well, I'm going to the side, actually, Tony, because I feel really good about the Bills in this game. I have the Bills covering at two and a half against Kansas wow. City. That's minus 105. Chiefs are last in the league in DVOA defensively and allowing uh, almost 438 yards a game, which is second yeah. worst in the league. They have a minus three turnover differential, 27th in the league. This is a Bills team that forces a lot of turnovers. They've forced three in the last three games that they've played. Now, granted, Drew, as you mentioned, that wasn't against very good teams. And and another you know issue for Kansas City is they're terrible uh, in red zone defense, they, I read this week from ESPN's Chiefs reporter uh, Adam Adam Teeker uh, that Kansas City spent a lot of time in practice working on that red zone defense, but. It hasn't really worked out. They're 25th in the league in red zone DVOA. Uh, so, and again, you know, the Bills defense being second, I think they're going to be in this game. The Bills seem to have found their stride. Uh, I, I like the Bills here against this really bad Chiefs defense. I think they're going to they're going to make trouble for Patrick Mahomes, and I think they will cover the spread at two and a half points. Uh, I like that dangles if not again. Win outright. I see. I see the, the 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 factors into going into taking that side, but I will say this: Buffalo Bills defense, as Drew said, number one in DVOA on Pro Football Focus, but they have yet to play a team starting quarterback since seven minutes left in Week Two of the NFL season. And on Sunday night in Week Five, they play not only Kansas City's number one quarterback, but arguably the NFL's number one quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. Now, you take away a late-game fumble against Baltimore, and you take away three just terrible first-half turnovers against the Chargers, and this team is 4-0. And I understand you can't take away plays that have already happened, but look at what the offense has done so far. The Kansas City Chiefs right now, even with all those turnovers and all those mistakes, are averaging 3.74 points per drive. That is an astonishingly good number. In fact, it's over half a point better than the NFL record held by the 2018 Kansas City Chiefs. In fact, 46% of the times Patrick Mahomes drops back to pass the ball, they're getting a first down. Almost 50% of his dropbacks, not even when he's sacked, add in when he misses the throw, add in when they throw a check down, 46% of his dropbacks are getting a first down. I understand Buffalo's defense is great. They have not played the Kansas City offense quite yet. But as you said, Dangles, that Kansas City defense is terrible. Terrible. Absolutely really terrible. Both of these teams are averaging over 33 points a game, and I am going down as Tony Squares would with another over. I am taking the over 56 and a half in this Sunday night game as uh, as our friend Clifford the Keen uh, Crookshanks, whatever his name may be, just said points, 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 points in the London game. I think it's going to be the same in this game. Kansas City, uh, Philadelphia didn't have to punt against them, and Kansas City still scored enough to win that game. I think Kansas City and Buffalo just score a hell of a lot. Over 56.5 is my play for Sunday night. Shay for the Sharp, where are you going? Well, guys, full disclosure, this line did open at 3.5, and, and I ate that uh, like I eat my breakfast. Uh, just loved it. Breakfast sandwich and a hot coffee down the hatch. Um, I knew it was going to get bet down, and it has got bet down. As Dangles has said, it sounded 2.5. Um, a little concerned. This is this reminds me again, different situation. But last week, you know, everyone and their mother was on the lines that dreaded public dog. I do think the Bills could be that dreaded public dog, which makes me a little anxious. Um, but listen, I mean, you you, you can't discount the the, the Chiefs uh, coaching staff. But I think this Bills coaching staff is the best in football. I really mm. do, and I think they use that game tape from the AFC Championship to really make adjustments and try to keep Mahomes in front of them. And, and like we've said on this pod before, the Chiefs defense, guys, I mean, there, there's it, there's something fun, fundamentally wrong yeah. with it. I mean, so 
of course, you know, betting against Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Kelsey, we've talked about it a million times. It, it's a daunting task. But up until last week, this Chiefs team has not covered uh, at all since halfway through of last week. But I will say that two and a half, I don't like that number, guys. I do not like that number. So the first ever Schaefer the Sharp Sunday night lead, I'm giving you the straight money line on the Buffalo Bills mm. to go into Arrowhead and get a W plus 125. I think that's exceptional value for a two and a half spread. I may be, I may be kind of rolling with free money because I do have the three and a half. So I'm, wow. I'm, I just put a little extra bucks on the Buffalo Bills money line plus or sorry plus 125 no one circles the wagons like the buffalo bills that's amazing i love it so drew's got the buffalo money line dangles has buffalo plus two and a half i am on the over 56 and a half for the game a very exciting a very exciting sunday night football and those are our sunday night logs but now it is on to the king of the coast and that is coming up next dub c to the g west coast gamblers Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today. All right, boys, it's time now for the King of the Coast, where each of the hosts here give out five bets for the NFL Sunday slate for week five. Five bets, three sides, one teaser, one total. Again, all these bets are sort of a confidence ranking. The first side is worth one point. The second side is two point. And the final side, the Brinks truck bet of the week is worth three points to each host total. The uh, total bet and the teaser bet are also worth two points a pop. Dangles, you're not doing well right now. We, we, Gave you some love during the Thursday night and Sunday night games, but you're 7-13 and 13 in King of the Coast. Only have 15 points on this young season. I am dead nuts 500. I'm 10-10, and 10, 20 points out of the 40 possible points. Schaefer the Sharp, 14-6 and six in King of the Coast, 26 points total. And I'm very excited to break down Week 5 because I really like what the slate is thus far. But Dangles, we're going to you first. Now is when you start to turn it around. What is your first side of the week in the King of the Coast for Week 5? Oh, help me, Carolina. Oh, help me turn this around, Carolina. I've got this Carolina spread against the Eagles, three and a half points. Uh, I think Christian McCaffrey coming back makes a big difference here. I'm also just really fading this Eagles team super, super hard. This is a, a home game for the Carolina Panthers. Obviously, he won't be um, on the field, but they did just get the news at about the same time I read that they got the news that Christian McCaffrey is coming back. They got the news that uh, Stephon Gilmore would be joining the ranks of the uh, Carolina secondary. Again, it doesn't look like he's going to play until a little later on this month um, but that energizes a team especially one that lost its you know its first round cornerback early on in the year I really like the way this Carolina team is playing I think if you're going with props you might think about getting a Sam Darnold uh, rushing touchdown uh, or an anytime score if there's good money on that but I'm going to go for our one point side here with the Panthers spread minus three and a half uh, versus the Eagles well, that makes me a little scared because I might have a very similar side to Dangles later on tonight and I'm Tempted to change it now, because uh, no offense, Dangles, but you ain't exactly winning these bets, and I don't know if I want to tie Thanks, my boat buddy. to you. Uh, I will say I'm taking a bet for my one-point side. That's just a plug-your-nose bet. Listen, this team, I, I <laughs> Drew knows I, I'm in love with one of their players, but I still think that this is too many points against an 
opponent that's pretty much on the same level as them. But we're going to Monday Night Football. And did you know that the Baltimore Ravens, I just want to make sure I get this stat correct, the Baltimore the Baltimore Ravens are one of the worst teams in the NFL when defending against running backs in the passing game. They're 26, according to DVOA, against uh, running backs in the passing game. Whereas Indy, if you combine the two running backs that they have, is 25 for 30 when Carson Wentz targets those players, averaging 8.2 yards per catch. I think Indy keeps this game close. Indy's defense is very good against the run. Granted, they haven't played a player like Lamar Jackson yet, but I think Indy makes this game a lot tighter than it should be. I think the under's in play here too, but plus seven is too many points for the Indianapolis Colts in Monday night at Baltimore. I think Indy's played a tough slate early. They got themselves together against a bad Miami team. I think they beat Baltimore up a little bit and keep this game close. My one point side is a plug your nose, Indy plus seven. Shay for the sharp, where are you bets, going? Uh, I can tell you the square is the sharp and Dangles is uh, the square on those two bets. Um, however, I, I do like the Panthers-Eagles uh, over Dangles, um, and we'll see. It's just it, that, That's an interesting game. That's a stay away for me. Um, for my one-point side, guys, I've been doing pretty good with these. I think I'm undefeated in the one-point sides. And, I'm again, I'm going to hammer home this point for the first two sides here. I am going to play mid-tier quarterbacks yeah. in my power rankings between, like, 10 and 25 if they're getting points, especially when they're getting points at home. So this is going to make our dear friend of the pod, my good friend, big hairy man, uh, <laughs> woolly boy. Um, and uh, it's going to fade the squares. But I'm going to take uh, the Cincinnati Bengals getting points at home plus three against Tony's Packers. And, and my, my rationale is simple. Um, after the opening day shellacking that we both agreed, everyone's agreed, it's kind of a flush it down the toilet game. Packers played the Lions, uh, the 49ers, in a great performance when Rodgers was a dog. Yeah. And then just an inept Steelers team, at, which on a bad call on the offsides, blocked field goal. Maybe that game's different. Probably not, but might be different. I like this Bengals team with extra rest. They look flat against the Jaguars, but they came out in the second half. Got to win. They're 3-1. and one. And I just think this is I, – I, I like the field goal here at home in Cincinnati. I think they'll be more motivated at minimum. I think we got jo, uh, Joey Burrows and maybe a potential backdoor. So give me the Bengals plus three at home. Dangles, let's move on to the teaser of the week. These are worth two points to the King of the Coast totals. And again, I got yelled at for not describing what a teaser is. For those who don't <laughs> know, you take two teams. You got to win both bets, but you get to move the point spread six to seven points in your favor. For instance, uh, Schaefer the Sharp just gave out Cincinnati plus three against Green Bay. If he put them in a six-point teaser, it'd be Cincinnati plus nine. That's how teasers work. Dangle, you're going to give you two-team teaser worth two points in the King of the Coast. Where are you going? By the way, you're 0-4 in these. Before Dangles goes, I want to say there's one thing, guys. Let's see if you've been paying attention. There is one teaser here. That makes me so nervous because it's so automatic. It's so automatic. Let's see. It. Let's let's see if it comes on I, one of your I legs. I definitely play it. All right. Uh, I have no idea Come what on, it could be. Go. So let's see. Uh, my teaser uh, is a six-point teaser. I am teasing the Vikings down from eight and a half points to two and a half, and the Browns up from one point to seven point. Uh, the Lions have racked up injuries. They don't really have a pass rush going right now. It's what sunk Kirk uh, Cousins uh, in the fourth uh, in the fourteen to seven loss against uh, Cleveland last week. And Minnesota's ripe for a get right game, and at home with our buddy Chris Myers on the call, hopefully bringing us some West Coast gambler luck. 
Uh, and the Chargers have the 26th ranked rush, pa- rush defense in the league, according to PFF. And I, I do expect Cleveland to try and pace the game uh, on the ground or pace the game on the ground here. Uh, so, yeah, I've got the, uh, again, the Vikings to minus two and a half from minus eight and a half and the Browns up from, I'm sorry, one, uh, I'm sorry, it's a two point spread out from up from two to eight. Dangles, congrats. You just you just hit your first teaser of the year. <laughs> And uh, one one of the two legs that's automatic was in was awesome. included right. in that. So congrats, that's gonna, that, that'll win. Go ahead, Tony. I love. I, I yeah, that Minnesota line's big. And Dangles, I was gonna say that uh, Cleveland uh, Chargers game. That line has moved so much today. I, I'm sure it was it'll a move point last this night. I show like, even goes yeah, out that's tomorrow. Must have been where it came from, but it has bounced around a lot this week for sure. I uh, I'm I. <laughs> Oh, man, I hate this teaser, and I hate teasers in general, but this one just seems too good to be true. Listen, uh, Bill Belichick doesn't lose to rookie quarterbacks, and he's not going to lose to Davis Mills. Bill Belichick owns the Houston Texans. It does not matter if it's in Houston, in Gillette. It doesn't matter that they're coming off of a, a draining loss against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bill Belichick owns the Texans. The first leg is New England minus seven and a, uh, one and a half in this game because I'm taking a full seven-point teaser. New England minus one and a half at the Texans. The second leg of this teaser, guys, I I think Dallas might be one of the best teams in the league, definitely offensively. I'm really excited to watch them play the rest of the season. In fact, their only loss right now was in that Tampa Bay game, and they played them really hard. I really think Dallas has what it takes to go far in the league. They could be not only a division winner, but fighting for the one seed overall with the rest of the schedule as it shapes up as long as they stay healthy. I love this Dallas team. I think they beat the New York uh, Giants. The only reason I'm not putting Dallas minus seven anywhere is because the Giants offense can get points late and get a late cover backdoor cover on there, but they're winning this teaser. New England minus one and a half, Dallas in a pick em. That is my two-point, two-team teaser shave of the sharp where you going guys congrats dangles got one (laughs) and tony got one so i'll give you guys half grades half grades but the teaser of the year and i hate to say this i hate to put myself out there no it's it's a teaser of the year uh i'm four and oh and uh i actually put double units on this but the teaser of the year is a six point teaser vikings down to two and a half and the patriots down to two and a half uh tony you guys you said it perfect if (laughs) Bill Belichick's uh, record against rookie quarterbacks is phenomenal. Now he gets to face Davis Mills. Yeah. Uh, that's not going to be oh, good. Oh, long neck and himself. The Lions, yeah, the, and and the Lions, you know, uh, with 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 Ragnow out, with with Okora on on IR, and Cousins has feasted on the Lions. He feasts on really inferior secondaries. The Lions are kind of a mash unit. I still think they will win some games this year. It will not be Sunday teaser of the year of the year <laughs> run and bet it now because these numbers will go up yeah minnesota minus two and a half new england minus two and a half that's a shave for the sharp lock let's move on now to the two point side i'm gonna go first because dangles already gave this out and i'm still i'm still gonna take it carolina minus three and a half playing the philadelphia eagles i don't think philadelphia is as good as people think they are especially offensively philadelphia wants to run the ball carolina is one of the best teams in the league at stopping the run even if mccaffrey doesn't come back i think sam darnold in the offense played pretty damn well against dallas the score was a little bit closer than the game actually was but i think that team turns it around against a philly team that just 
I don't think the juju's there. I think they're starting to fall apart. Again, if Jalen Hurts gets behind in a game, that team is easily beatable. I think Carolina does it at home. Minus three and a half. That's my two-point side. I'm sorry to make you more sick than you already are, Shea, for the sharp. But let's go to Dangles. What's your two-point side? Well, this was one of our mystery teams from this week, but uh, I'm going to go with it anyway. I've got the Saints minus two and a half against the Washington football team. Now, it did go to overtime, uh, that Saints-Giants game. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore is going to be locking up the only real receiving threat that the football team has, Terry McLaurin. Uh, And the Saints have the highest-graded rush defense in the league, according to Pro Football Focus, which could mean a slow day on the ground for Antonio Gibson. And finally, this last stat, and I'll give uh, give credit to to Jason Logan. It covers for this because this was uh, uh, was from his article, but it was great. New Orleans is 52-30 and straight up, and uh, and, uh, uh, 63% against the spread coming off a loss since Sean Payton took over as head coach in 2006. That includes 21-10 and 10 against the spread uh, in those bounce-back spots since 20-15 and 15, and 6-2 and two over the last three seasons. So they're primed to win this game, the New Orleans Saints. I think they go in and they do win by 2.5 points in Landover. Saints minus 2.5 against the football team at minus 105. I could not stay away far enough from that game. I have really? no idea what's going to happen in that game. Schaefer the Sharp, where are you going for your two points at? Dangos, if it means anything to you, um, I like that side. Uh, the Saints have it been does. kind of a, a zig and zag. They've been a zig and zag team all year. This is when they zig. And uh, I just don't like the football team at all. But that's not yeah. where I'm going. You did reference this before, Dangs, in your teaser. And I love the teaser leg. But my two point game, um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go back to well with I am a believer. I am a believer in believe mm. land. I think this is an amazing spot for the Cleveland Browns and a flat spot for the Chargers, similar to what the Rams had last week. If you think about the Chargers, uh, they played back-to-back division games, emotional game in Kansas City on the road, a Monday night game against Oakland. Now they're home, which we know their, their home field is, is not substantial. But as Dangles referenced, Chargers, 26th in rush defense. They allowed 198 yards to Dallas, 6.4 per carry. Baker, as we know, played bad last week, but he's much better when they can yeah. establish that run and work out play action. And this is the best This is the best defense that the Chargers will face all year. Uh, Miles Garrett has been insane. Um, that Chargers line has been good, but I love this side, guys. I love it. Uh, That's the matchup of that game to me is Miles Mar- yeah. uh, Garrett versus Rayshon Slater, Slater, who has yep. had a great year so far. And, and I love that. It's just it rolls off the tongue. My two-point game is plus two. Cleveland Browns. Interesting. Deuce is wild. Interesting. Deuce is wild. Let's move on to the totals. Back to you, Dangles. These totals are worth two points. And again, Dangles, we're trying to turn around here. You're doing okay yeah. on the totals. You're four and two so far on totals. I'm excited to see where you go here. What's your total of the week? Well, you referenced this game already, Tony. My total of the week is the Cowboys-Giants total. I'm taking the over in this game. With the exception of the week one loss to Denver, the Giants have been in every other game that they've played so far. Two of them have gone to overtime. I think for a team like the Giants, who on paper probably shouldn't be in a lot of those games, that's a positive thing for them, and it's got to give you confidence at a team. Uh, and for all the talk about Dallas's defense, and they are good. They're 10th in defensive DVOA. They've only held one opponent to less than 20 points this season, the Chargers. Uh, and also, the total has gone over in four of the five, last five matchups uh, that these two teams have played, and nine of the last 12 at AT&T Stadium. So my over this week, or my total this week, is the Cowboys-Giants over 52 points. Because as you mentioned, I do think there's a chance for some garbage time touchdowns, yeah. even if Dallas does get out to a long lead early. Uh, Dangles. This isn't a joke. I know I'm 0-3 on overs, but I took this over as well. Dallas and New York Giants over 52.5, and I'm not scared to change it. Listen, I know we're tied on this, but Dangles, I'm right there with you. 
the Drew is over there rolling his eyes, and I don't give a damn because the Gi- uh, the Giants' offense, Danny Dimes, they figured out the deep ball in this game, and this They're is sneaky. the Jason Garrett revenge game against this defense. Oh, yeah. I just think it's going to be a lot of big plays, especially from the Dallas side. I think this game could be a lot by Dallas and a little by the Giants. I still think it hits 52.5. I don't believe in this Dallas defense still. Shea for the Sharp, what's your total of the week? By the way, I'm not rolling my eyes because your guys' specific picks. It's you guys... Keep losing on overs, and yet you continually. I don't bet lose them. on overs. I'm, no, okay, I'm well, sorry. I'm, Square I'm says. four and two on totals. <laughs> My okay, name is Tony Square. Sorry, Dangles. Well, uh, a lot of great, to- a lot of great total options out here, guys. Uh, I played Philly. Uh, I think I'm going to play Philly Carolina over. I love the first half under in the New England Houston game. I think that's a good bet. But my best mm-hmm. side of, or sorry, my best total of the week. Uh, I'm going to go to the state of Florida. And a likely sleepwalk game between the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. I'm going to play under 48 all damn day. Guys, who has the least amount of points scored in the NFL? The Miami Dolphins. Yeah. They've scored 62 points all year, 15 and a half points per game. Now, the Bucks secondary is an absolute shambles, but what can't Jacoby Brissett and the Dolphins do? They really can't throw. Uh, T- uh, Tampa Bay has scored 19 and 24 points the last two weeks. And you can't tell me after a, 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 a intense game against the Rams and that Sunday night, that Sunday night emotional game with uh, the Patriots. This just seems a really flat spot. I can see this game just being ugly. 27, 10, 24, 16, something like that. Um, I love and, and let's not forget Dolphins actually do have the fourth rate rated defense on PFF and Flores. That ex-assistant, who they do well against Brady. I love this under, guys. So give me Tampa Bay, Miami, under 48. Interesting. I mean, the the fact of the matter is Tom Brady actually averages 48 uh, points per game lifetime against the Miami Dolphins. So that made me... I've just (laughs) seen him blow out the Miami Dolphins too many times for me to take that under. But I looked at it. In Miami, they always lose against Miami. I know, but... Yeah, they don't win in Miami. It's just Brady. Like, I just... um, I I feel you on the under. I don't think Jacoby Brissett scores a point. Now we'll see if it's him... We'll see if it's Brady or the Patriots that can't win in Miami. That's what we'll find out this But Sunday. let us back up the Brinks truck. It is time for our three-point side, the final bet we're going to give out on the show today. It is the bet of the week. Back up the Brinks truck. This one is the lock. Dangles, I'm going to you first. You need to hit one of these Brinks truck. You've been hitting them lately. What is your three-point side of week five? Well, I hate to pile on, Tony, but I'm taking the Bengals plus three against the Packers for my Brinks truck wow. side of the week. I'm trying out nice. Drew's play the play the mid-tier. This is I told you before the show, I was going uh, I like taking it. a little piece of advice from Schaefer the Sharp Gambling School. I'm trying out Drew's play mid-tier quarterbacks as dogs at home strategy here because I've been wanting to, and I think this is a really good spot for it. I, I mentioned earlier that word on the street is Jair Alexander will not play this week, um, though Matt LaFleur didn't say how long he would be out. Either way, that's a huge blow to a secondary yeah. that is already missing pieces. Uh, and, and and just in general, the Packers struggling with a lot of injuries right now. It doesn't bode well for them. Uh, the Packers have allowed touchdowns in all 11 trips that teams have made to the red zone against them this not year. Great. And yes, Joe, Joe, no, not great. And yes, Joe Mixon may be out. Uh, But given that Green Bay's secondary isn't very good, I think the Bengals do try to attack that weakness through the air, and especially if T. Higgins is back like Zach Taylor expects him to be. Bengals also get their best safety, Jesse Bates, and a solid quarterback. 
back and a cornerback in Cheeto Awuzie uh, back for this game. So I just think I think this is a spot. I don't think necessarily that the Bengals are going to win this game, but I do think they're in a great spot to cover because Joe Burrow is on the rise. That team is feeling itself, uh, and I don't think Joe, missing Joe Mixon is going to hamper them from staying in this game. I mean, I, I I'm definitely biased. Obviously, you can see the flag behind sure. me if you're watching the YouTube show. It's just when it comes down to Schaefer the Sharps' rule about picking a quarterback, mid-tier quarterback, getting points, usually it matters on the quarterback on the other side. And if you're going to say Joe Burrow getting three points against Aaron Rodgers, that's just not a fair fight, in my opinion. But again, only time will tell. Jair Alexander's a huge... Oh man, a huge the Bengals, blow to that I mean, defense. the Bengals passing attack, get this, is ranked sixth in the league by Pro Football Focus. They're averaging like nine and yards Higgins a throw. Might come They're back, very right? good. Higgins, Higgins might He's be supposed back. to. He's supposed to come but back. Speaking about these early rankings, I talked about how the Buffalo Bills, when I talked about the Sunday night lock, they have the number one defense according to every stat you look at, but they've played absolute punks. And it happens in the game. I'm giving out the Brinks truck bet right now, and I'm so happy. That shave for the sharp is against me on this because when it comes down to it, I understand the emotional letdown and all that stuff, but it also depends on your coach. Sean McVay had an emotional letdown for the L.A. Rams. Did you see Sean McVay on the sideline against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? He was having an aneurysm out there. Brandon Staley, on the other hand, is as calm and cool as a cucumber, and that team is following his role. Justin Herbert, calm and cool as a cucumber. You can't shake him at all. Bosa, Derwin James, Bosa doesn't matter. He gets held uh, He gets held on a sack. He flips out at the ref. He has comments afterwards. It's water off a duck's back. This team is so much better than people thought they would be entering this season. I do think, I had the LA Chargers as my AFC championship team, and I think they're going to get there. I'm, I'm even more confident in that bet. The offense I is good. Too. The defense is good. There is not a missing link on this team. And yes, Cleveland's run game is second in the league right now, and it's going up against an L.A. Chargers team that has struggled to stop the run thus far, but that is by design, and I just don't believe Baker Mayfield is going to be able to put enough points on the board with the weapons he has to keep up with the weapons of the L.A. Chargers offense. I know the Cleveland defense is doing well right now, but there is no better young offensive tackle in the league playing right now than Rashawn Slater. I think Miles Garrett and that defensive line in Cleveland is shut down in this game. I think Herbert gets what he wants against this defense because Cleveland ain't playing Jacksonville and Houston anymore. They're playing the Los Angeles Chargers. And when it comes down to pretty much a pick'em game, this is a two-point side. I'm taking the better quarterback at home. My backup, the Brinks truck pick, is the LA Chargers bolt up at minus two. Let's go Chargers. What Arnold say? Go Chargers. Go. Shea for the shark. What is your backup, the Brinks truck bet of the week? I am dumbfounded. <laughs> I am flabbergasted. I am flatlined and near stroke. Bamboozled, somehow, might you say? Somehow, in a combined six sides, mm. that this didn't make your card. Mm. And I'm not, I'm not, this is not an emotional pick. This is not a hatred pick. How in the world can you not be on the right side of history? It's not going to happen. And take the Titans minus four against the fucking urban cowboy jaguars <laughs> guys they canceled the team meeting on monday player <laughs> groups are gut laughing at his apologies he said uh it, can, can he get team control back he goes well that's going to be an ownership thing uh uh jonathan vilma said on Russell that he thinks the whole thing might have been staged which actually hear me out is not the worst oh my God. theory in the history it's not it's not the worst theory what i mean I can't fathom the Jaguars' like mindset going into this game. And who do they have to play? 
Derrick Henry, that bulldozer of a back, and they have to physically try to tackle that guy for four quarters. The Titans, I faded them all year. I am just dumbfounded that this would make your car. The Tennessee Titans are going to destroy the Jacksonville Jaguars, and Jaguars are going to quit. Mark my words. They will quit. They will not play for their coach. They're not going to play for each other. If they feel <laughs> they're going to get injured, it is going to be a blowout. Derrick Henry eats against these jungle cats. My backup, the Brinks truck, fade the urban cowboy, Tennessee Titans, minus four, back up the Brinks truck. I saw a video from practice today. They broke their huddle by saying grind. Could be completely coincidental. <laughs> I thought it was a great troll if that was on purpose. Who broke their huddle? Jacksonville or Tennessee? Jacksonville broke their practice Listen, huddle. That's <laughs> a one, two, three grind. The coach is apologizing and they're gut laughing. Drew, is I mean, there what? any chance? Is there any chance in the world that you think this could potentially be like uh, that that could be a trap? That everyone's going to be thinking that and that I the Jaguars care, might Drew. actually cover against a Tennessee defense that isn't that good? No, 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 no. It's, it's the most not. public side. It's the most public side that I'll be on all year. I don't care. <laughs> like, that Jacksonville <laughs> okay, team is going to quit. That's fair. They're going to quit. Literally, Drew, any other team, I would have taken the minus four. Any other team. This Tennessee team is falling apart at the seams. How do you lose to the Jets? How do you make Zach Wilson look like a competent quarterback? It, uh, this Tennessee team is bad. Squares. This Tennessee team is bad. It's a week-to-week -week league squares. And let me tell you something. Derrick Henry is going to eat against Jacksonville. The Titans can actually stop the run. I mean, it's going to be I, – I, I, I'm just dumbfounded that you guys didn't – but, hey, that's why they play the games, That's, right? why, that's why, they why they play, they play, play the games. games. Any other team, I would have taken them. That's it. That's it for the King of the Coast. That's it for the no. Week 5 bets. That's it no. for the Sunday slate. Those are all. The King of the Coast bets are in. The Sunday night locks. The Thursday night leans. The London lollies. It's a very exciting Week 5 slate. So many For bets. Tony Cavallo. What? For Matthew Dangle. Tony, Daniel what about Antonio. my lipstick bet? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We sat oh, here. Did we I'm throwing And, of course, pen. you didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. I didn't He's forget out. No, not you, Tony. Drew, of course he He's didn't say anything. He managed to how, weasel his how way How much better would it have been for him to make fun of Urban Meyer for the past five minutes if he had lipstick over on the lipstick. whole entire time? Oh, my this God. Talk about missed opportunities. This is a disaster. We, gotta, we should do it again. Oh, Drew. We have to. Drew, uh, we're kicking the can down the line. Don't put anything on your lips just yet. We're kicking the can down the line. Do it next you're week. doing it next week, and we're going to make you bet a Jaguars game when Urban Meyer is no longer the head coach of that football team. I can't believe we didn't let him do that. I'm so, I'm like disappointed. That's it for the West Coast Gamblers. Thank you for listening. Damn it. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts.